Well, welcome. We're back one last time. Grand final week. Grand final day is coming. Jamie Sauer, Joel Kane, Sean the Trader. Hello, gents. Hello, we can. Here we go. <laughs> what are we going to do for the next 20 weeks? Basketball, NFL, plenty to do, Dan. Nah, boring. Racing, <laughs> spring racing. How good is that? Oh, of course. You're, you're all in your punters competitions yeah. and... Uh, how are you, Sean? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm excellent. How was the betting before the Billy Slater decision? Uh, it was pretty quiet. Everyone was kind of, you know, sitting on their hands and waiting for the, the judiciary to do their thing. I was in the office for what felt like about six hours, just hitting refresh on uh, on Twitter for an outcome. And then as soon as it was released that he, that he got off, it was just an avalanche of uh, of money for the storm. Dollar eighty five into dollar sixty seven, pretty much straight away. I saw that in wow. about fifteen seconds. Yeah. It went down to that price. Did you get stung by some of the fake Twitter accounts that were putting out? Yes, uh, I did. There was a fake Buzz there Rothfield. Fake there buzz. was a fake uh, David Morrow. I think yeah. put out uh, early. The fake, the fake Buzz. I think that wins. That wins. That got that, everyone. That wins Twitter. That got uh, everyone. Got the tab. I know that. They were straight into a dollar ninety two. Is they that so, right? Yeah, well. yeah, so they got fooled. So bad luck, boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm too smart for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we think Cooper Cronk's going to play? There's no way he's going to play. Zero chance. Zero. I think 100% chance he plays. I don't see how he misses this grand final. I, I just don't see. He was brought to do a job at the Roosters. There's no guarantee that they get back next year. This is how he's going to be defined as his time at the Roosters. Maybe his legacy in the game. Well, Jonathan Thurston, when he got injured in that uh, in that Origin, didn't play the next week. Paul Gallen would not be playing in a grand final. He's no chance of playing. And if he is a chance of playing, it actually wasn't as bad as we all think. Well, that's that's the key, isn't it? If it maybe it wasn't as bad as we think. You look at some of the pitches that we saw in the sheds calling the game, and he's still doing the movement. He's still going up like that. I know that's a lot for making a tackle, but you know, he put a couple of needles in. I don't, know if he, I don't think he had a needle. The other night, I just think he went out there and played to try and get through. Wow, you're the first pundit slash expert that has declared that he is more likely to play than not. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just can't see him missing this chance to possibly win and retire if mm. he wanted to retire. All right, so what do they do, Joel? You played in games where there's been injured players. How do they? How does Melbourne exploit this? They will be vicious. They'll be absolutely vicious. They're the one team who will find him. Yeah. You know? um, I was intrigued. To see what they would have done, I'd love to know now what Bellamy would have done if Slater didn't play. Who would have played fullback? Who would have played in the halves? Would Munster have gone back? Yeah. But if he plays Cronk, he will not be missed. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> they would have had. I reckon Munster would have gone to fullback in defence and what Hughes and five played? eight in attack. Right. Hughes in the front line. Okay. Munster can just positionally probably a little bit better and smarter at the fullback role and can chime in. Uh, in attack, still run the ball. Does that make sense? Because you wouldn't want two kids running the show no. with the ball in Munster attack. Munster still becomes the main guy in attack and defensively gets the rest, so he stays fresh the whole game. Right. Who was the bigger loss, now that it is a hypothetical, and we'll get to some sports bet markets shortly, uh, but Slater, when he was up in the air and Cronk, from a betting perspective, oh, Sean? Billy, oh, personally, for mine, I think Billy, and, and certainly the market thought that as well. Um, it was kind of hovering, as we said before, $1.85, and then it was just bang as soon as he was in. Right. It's moved sort of two, two and a half points, which is, I feel about right. And it wouldn't do that for Cronk? I don't think so, no. No. He's still, he's obviously going to move the market mm. somewhat, but not as much as Billy. Okay. You can't bet on positional markets, gents, but if you could, 
who is your spine, or who's your, who's your half and five eight or bench for that matter, if Kronk doesn't play? Who's oh, your starting I'm six? Starting six. Assuming Kiri would play halfback. Hang on, let, let's toss up the names first. Who do I think it will be? Hang on, before oh, you say that, Sowie, these are the names I've heard tossed up in the last 24 hours. Madison, yes. seems the obvious one. O'Sullivan, second obvious one. I've heard Radley. Yep. I've heard Mitchell. And Mitch Orbison seems to be fifth choice, the guy who was named at number seven. I've heard uh, a sixth choice, Momorowski. Oh, wow. Yeah, Momorowski a chance to play six. Well, you know I've Mitch Orbison, de he he's debuted at 5'8 for the Roosters. He's named on the bench, isn't he, Momorowski? Which he's, he's, he's in the 17. Yeah, he's in the 17. And um, Trent Robertson all year has not played a back and used him. You brought up Offish, yeah. uh, Joel. He's used Sean O'Sullivan. He's had Sean O'Sullivan in the 17, but never actually played him. So yeah, it would be unusual to think he'd have a back on the bench. Yeah, but every time that they've been down a half, whether it's Keery or Cronk, they've gone with Madison and they've had O'Sullivan on the bench, albeit they haven't used him. Mm. So based on that, he clearly has in his head that he needs that backup half if things aren't working for Madison. If he goes with Madison, I think he'll go with O'Sullivan. I don't think he'll just roll the dice. With four forwards, would he? No, I think he has to go with O'Sullivan for, for two points. That They will need to score some points to beat this Melbourne Storm side. Uh, and secondly, it'll take some pressure off Luke Keary kicking as well. Because as, as well as Luke Keary did last week, it's to have a bit of variety there and take the pressure off. Because if Melbourne sniff that there's only one kicker, yep. they will just go for him and they'll lose that field possession battle against the Melbourne Storm. Imagine if Keary got injured and you didn't have an O'Sullivan. Oh, well, you don't want that. Okay, so we're almost locking. But I think you're putting up a very good case. O'Sullivan for the 17. Uh, and it's one thing to know that Cooper Cronk, his shoulder is buggered at halftime of a game. It's another to have a full week to plan around it mm. and to work out how you're going to attack Kiri as the sole kicker mm. and the sole playmaker. And Craig Bellamy's not the best coach of the Bonnier for nothing. Mm. You would imagine they'll have a pretty good plan. Well, around this. as good as Anthony Seabolt's been this year, that would be the difference. I mean, if that was the Melbourne Storm on Saturday night, they, they would mm. win that game by 10 to 12 points, just off the fact that they wouldn't miss mm. Cooper Cronk. They would have had Will Chambers, Curtis Scott, turning underneath, footwork, making him make tackles. So here's the question I've got for you, gents. Is we, let's look at the head-to-head -head market. And what have you got there as your... Now, this will change, obviously, but uh, Roosters, uh, Outsiders, Storm, last I saw about $1.70, but that, that'll, that'll come in and out. My question is, if the Roosters game is built on defence, are they a serious chance to win even without much attacking prowess, even if Cooper Cronk doesn't play? Oh, definitely. Oh, they're still well in this game. Let's not... Um, mm. You know, bit around the bush there. Um, obviously, it would be I'd prefer if Kronk was in there as far as confidence to, to be able to back them. But we've got the we've got one v two on the ladder, two of the best defenses that we've seen for a long time. Um, I, yeah, as Jamie said before, I don't think they've probably got enough points to beat them in a sort of scoreboard battle. This is going to be an arm wrestle, and it's going to be a few points either way. The Roosters are still well, well in the game. Without, yeah, I'm, even I'm, I'm all in on the Roosters. I, I just think. That they, I picked them a couple of weeks ago. You've got Cronk playing though. Is that? Did, did yeah, even without Cronk, I just think defensively, yeah, this is this is for me going to be one of the low scoring points in a grand final total 
that we've seen in a long time. Well, you've got Sean 32 and a half. I imagine that's one of the lowest grand finals yeah, over under you've yeah, ever had. You, you, yeah, you won't see you won't see much lower. That's that's an Origin kind of total. Did that go? Did that go off what they did at Adelaide Oval 9-8? Or oh, well does that, that go into it? That what was, they did during the year. What's your that, major that, that, factor? That was raiding, raiding kind of sideways in that game, wasn't it? That was a that was a pretty dare old affair. Yeah, I know. Well, but that, does that come into it? Like, do you, uh, when you what, no, what's not, your major factor? Not, well, you, the, the major factor is it's the two best defensive teams in the comp, and this right. is you know, there's no second chances here. Yeah. So it's defence first, you think and it's then, a bit more and conservative. then attack. Mm. Attack comes tenth yeah. after defence here. So. Um, yeah, it's a low total though. Joel, do you think weather is going to be a factor? This is going to be one of the coldest grand finals in years because, you know, we all live in Sydney where this is the weekend where the weather turns. It's like the change of the season. We sort of feel like we're going into summer, but the, I'm seeing forecasts for 16, 17 degrees during the day, which means it's going to be chilly, it's going to be windy. Well, hello Melbourne, that doesn't hurt them, does it? Go back to 2012 grand final and, and strategy-wise... Canterbury had scored so many tries on the left side, so many tries, and that was the only game all year where Canterbury did not score a single try in a game because Barbara Morris out on that left-hand side. Bellamy had a plan for it. Think about this team of, of Melbourne, right? Go through the James Tedesco highlights reel and his passes. They're all to the left, aren't they? Mm. They're all to the left. Where does Keary play? Left. So the only threat I see for the Roosters is all down the left, Latrell Mitchell, Keary, Tedesco. So if that's the case, Bellamy knows how to plan for that one stack side. I, I tend to disagree a little bit because if the, the good sides, if they are as good as what we think they are, the Roosters, they come up with a way. And that was why South struggled last week. They didn't have a plan B. They had this beautiful throwing left motion with heaps. When we won the comp, we were the exact same. We scored all our tries down the right during that final series. So I can see Madison, Radley going down that right-hand side with Manu, really testing yeah. out Munster and Curtis Scott, who, don't forget, has been playing on the right side, switched back to the left, hasn't been probably as dominant as what he was. He was in State of Origin talks mm. before before the series started. So for me, Joey Manu, if you go through all the markets, I'm, I've got a big tick next to his name on having a big game. You are red hot on the Roosters. Woof. Yeah. I was looking down while you were saying that, Jamie. I was looking at here, the most penalties in the grand final in the NRL era is 11. Mm -hmm. right? it's, an, it's an origin style refereeing. So we've had 20 NRL grand finals. We've only had two where the penalty counts are in double digits. Mm. Which means the referees like origin don't like to blow the whistle. It's a showpiece. But surely Bellamy and Robinson will understand this. And we're going to see a lot of wrestle and a lot of laying in tackles. That's why I think it'll be low. I think it's, it's a point score. It's a penalty How many goal. tries? What's the magic number for tries? Exact tries scored? Three. It's three or four, Four. It? Mm. Mm. It's low. <laughs> I think we all agree it's going to be a, a dour game. Like, what do you, like, what do you think at half-time? Because you've got half-time markets. Yeah. I'm saying, like, three, four penalty goals. Like, it could be eight, six mm. at half-time. Oh, and all penalty yeah. goals. Or yeah. one try and four penalty goals. Yeah. Because both sides will take advantage. These coaches are so smart. And I don't think that the Roosters have shown in seasons, well, how many games have you called where they just don't care? They just give away. They're the most penalised side. They're the yeah, they were the first side. ones of the modern era to just lay all mm. over. Yeah, because they don't care about the two points. That won them won on the comp. Yeah. Those years ago. And then other yeah. teams like Cronulla started to wake yeah. up to that. Um, let's go through some markets here. Uh, I can't wait to get to the BYO because we found a couple, Sean, where we're going to take you to the cleaners. <laughs> um, 
But um, first try scorer, uh, you've got Josh Adokar <coughs> as a well warmish favourite at eight dollars. You know he hasn't scored in six weeks. Mm. Yeah, big drought. Is that unbelievable? Big drought. Suli Vunavalu and Latrell Mitchell at nine fifty. So you got Latrell as the favourite rooster. If a rooster's going to yeah. score first, you think it'll be yeah. him? I mean, and the, the punters. It's a bit too that the punters uh, love Latrell, as I've been taught a harsh lesson a few times. So we're, we're keeping him somewhat safe. Um, but we know he's a freak and you can find the line. Okay, I've done some research here, gents. The first try scorer in the grand final for the last five years, a winger. Ten of the 20, a winger. Mm. So it's like origin. Well, yeah, we, we, and we touched on this during the, our origin podcast that it's so hard to score. In these big games, these tight games where you've got two great defences, you can't score through the middle. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not impossible. Um, so that's, I mean, it's all the usual suspects in the market. Ado Car has hit eight dollars, and that's that's who I'm I'm going for. I'm kind of leaning towards Storm in the match, mm. so I'm going to pick a Storm first try scorer. And yeah, the Fox uh, out wide. Tri- trivia mate. question, boys: uh, Who, which player, assuming they play, um, has been the most prolific first try scorer of those playing in this, as far as a grand final is concerned? A grand final. Mm. Ryan Hoffman twice. Oh, Hoffman, yeah. Twice has been the first try scorer in a grand final. Just on your 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 research as well. I mean, who knows? Just on your research as well. <laughs> yes, yes, Joel. Um, the left winger. The left Is winger. Is that yeah. right? Yes. That's, I, that's I'm circled Tupac. Addo yes. Carr, Oates, Johnston, Tafua. Yeah. Yes, and in the last 15 years, 17 tries have been scored by the left winger. Yeah, Michael Robinson got three and one. He got three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Luke Rooney got two. Look at this research. This is yeah. why the sports bed podcast is so popular. Tupo. Tupo, $10. I think. That's who I'm on. Yeah. Tupo. Well, well, okay. But hang on, Joel. You've got Melbourne. Yeah. They're, they're stacking their right side because they've worked out yeah. that the Roosters only have 100%. a left side attack. I'd say if you want to get past it, you don't go the pass. You wait for Vernavalu to come up. You just sweep him out wide. And Tupu just sweeps out with a little grubber from Kiri. Mm. Uh, a little chip kick. Grand finals tend to be blowouts. 13 of the last 16 have been by six points or f- more. Many of those by double digits. Mm-hmm. Last year, a, a typical example, Melbourne blew the Cowboys away. Although last year they blew them out early. Often it's the last 20 minutes. Mm. Once a team has their hearts broken, the winner goes on and celebrates. But we don't anticipate this is going to be a blowout, do we? It's got that, you mentioned the weather, it's got that Penrith Roosters feel about it. What was that score? 18-12. Was it 18-12? 18-6. 18-6. It's got that sort of game about it, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And that was six all, I think, with 20 to go. Well, I mean, if you are shopping for a 13 plus, you you couldn't possibly back the Roosters, I don't think. There's just not enough points in them for me. I can see the Storm having a a big last 20. If if they're kind of six, ten points in front with 20 to go, they could go on with it. Um, if you if you're shopping around for a bigger number, but the one to twelves are obviously going to be the best backed as always. Go, Jamie. Golden point. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen. Thank you. <laughs> May have looked at that. Yeah. See. Yeah. I just think low scoring. Nine eight. They play. They they just jab. They're going the twelve rounds. If it's a boxing fight, this is going twelve rounds. It's not going. Six and the other guy dances to hold him off. It's going twelve. They're going to have someone's going to have to try and come out with a big play uh, at the end. And I just think that they they go golden point. You know what I fear is you know how every time we talk about a refereeing decision we go well if it was the seventy eighth minute of the grand final. Oh. I fear we're going to have that this year. Oh no, it's been. It's uh, if I, I, I'm 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 hoping that if I say it and put it out in the yeah, world, reverse mock. A reverse mock exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is going to be so cl- a penalty is going to come into it. 
to score. I like this market to score first and fail to win. Because we all think penalty, penalty goal, a big chance of opening, maybe a Roos. Roos four fifty, Melbourne $6. And that is a penalty goal, Sean, counts? Certainly Any does. score Any first. Score. Okay. There's a lot of grand finals, too, that that's happened. I remember the Broncos mm. took a lead against the Melbourne Storm 2006, and there's many, many others where the penalty goal to open things up has haunted you. That mm. was the lowest scoring grand final? 15-8? Yeah. Yeah. So that's 23. What was 2009? That was quite low too, wasn't it? Hang on, lowest scoring grand final? No, in like recent. What was uh, 14 4, Melbourne Canterbury, that'd be about the lowest. Oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah. There was a 16 13, a 15 8, an 18 6, a 4. Oh, then we had a couple of those Brisbane grand finals. 14 6 against the Roosters, so. 14 um, 12, Cronulla Melbourne, only two years ago. So you'd have to class that as low scoring. Mm. All right. They're all under what their line is this week. Mm. Any special markets you guys have uh, found here where we're going to take Sean's money? Well, look, you, you're talking I about hate the BYA this part, this part of the show because you, you, you two, Dan, <laughs> you've got my Sam Burgess money. <laughs> all right, you, you, you put out the bait like, a couple of weeks ago, Sam Burgess. I took it, <laughs> and my bike didn't even get to the GF. Yeah, um, you talk about the BYA, but. Something that I've been on and had good success this year uh, in this podcast is the first try not converted. Um, <laughs> yes. At wide, A and Z, I've got this theory that the goal kickers this year just aren't hitting them as sharply out wide. So that's at 3.45. The other one that I saw, which was I need to get some clarification on, ball to hit woodwork. Oh, yeah. I've, no, I've got that too. <laughs> hit the post. Hold on, but at $3, is that goal kick, field goal, grubber? Grubber. Chip. Oh. I've got there's a, there's a there is a little bracket in there. So padding padding doesn't count. Padding not included. Right. But the ball it's yeah it is what it is. Well, yeah. so a bomb. Ball. It's yeah. not just Whatever. a kick at goal or ball, a kick at field goal. Hit, the ball to hit the so post. So three bucks and the crossbar. So for all you um, you know novelty punters out there, three bucks, eighty minutes investment, you'll be the best fun you've ever had. <laughs> Watching <laughs> the goal kick. Just cheering on to every goal kick because it doesn't matter. You're not yeah. cheering a team. I mean. One team's two twenty, the other one's. And this is that's 60. the beauty of BYO. So that market, that's a, we got a request from one of our customers for that market, and I'll price it up. So any more they can think of. Fire that's awesome. Oh, I found something for the BYOs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what odds would you give this, Jamie? Because Sean's given odds, I think are a bit over. Storm one to twelve, the first try to be scored past the eight minute mark, and under thirty six and a half. Well, there's dollar ninety plus the what two fifty. Maybe 15, 20 bucks? Oh, no, no, no. He's giving you $6. Oh, really? 15? No, no, no. He's giving you 6 but even that's a little generous. <laughs> uh, here's one I like. Jersey, 1-7 to seven to be first try scorer, so that covers either team. First try after the six-minute mark. Why have they come up with the six-minute mark? Tupo anytime try scorer. Storm, minus 4.5. $10, Joel. Ooh. So all of those things and are plenty, very... Plenty more of those nuggets of gold if they just want to dig, dig down and... Let, what, me know, let me know what you what, want. What about this for a market? Any Cameron to win the Clive <laughs> Churchill? Yeah, yeah, we can get that up. You can yeah. get that? Yeah, for sure. Cameron Munster, Cameron uh, Smith. All right, let's go to the Clive. What happened to your market, Sean, once the news came through about Billy Slater? Well, not, not a great deal. We had him in there anyway, um, and punters would have got their money back if he was found guilty. So didn't change too much. Is that right? Yeah. We yeah. could have got thirteen dollars no, and no, got no, our no, money no, back. No, the thirteen, the thirteen was a little special that I put up, and that was. You uh, run the gauntlet. You run the gauntlet. So that's if he if he gets found guilty, uh -huh. you've done your money there. Right. So, the, and all the <laughs> thanks to all those punters that got on that because now they're uh, 
I'm just staring down the liability, uh, down the barrel of a getting called in the office again. Um, well, you can't blame Jamie and I this time. No, no. That that's all on you. It is all on me. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was 13 bucks, and so now that's into I think he's 550 now or five for the clubs. So they're on. Oof. They're on some nice little, nice little value. I spoke to Billy Slater uh, just probably 14 months ago. He had just released his book. Right? I said, Billy, why have you done this? I said, you're about to write another chapter of Premiership, Victory, and another Clive Churchill. And he laughed, right? And he did that. He might be adding, he might have had a book which doesn't include two Premierships <laughs> and two Clive Churchill medals. Second book. Wow. Second book. Yeah, you can do a chapter on this oh, judiciary on hearing yes. alone. Mm. Yeah. That's right. What about the, uh, to go a little askew, uh, the revelations or um, accusations, that's too strong a word, that Cam Smith put out the little bit of cheese that he could retire in the press conference on Friday, that was apparently a smokescreen <coughs> to, to draw the media away from Billy. Didn't work, but... Uh, Are we surprised that something like that would happen? That Billy was found not guilty or that Cam put out Well, the everything. Screen? I mean, every... Queensland person, player, former player, agreed that he, you know, shouldn't have been charged, and every other person said that he should have been charged. So <laughs> oh, it just came back to origin again. <laughs> Seriously, you say it was decided along state lines. Oh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, maybe. Were you ever suspended? No. Were you ever suspended, oh, no, Joel? No, no. Hell no, please. I got charged for tripping. <laughs> you ever been suspended from sports? By, by, by my own coach, I think. I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Clive, Billy and Cam are $5. That's Cam Smith. Uh, now, this market will change, obviously, uh, as the money rolls in. Your boyfriend, James Tedesco, Sean, $6. And yeah. why not? Hasn't yeah. he been in yeah. unbelievable form? And Cam Munster at 8 Any outsiders that you might like there just <coughs> your Felice Cafusi yeah, types. he's the outsider. Gee, he's been good though. He's the outsider, isn't he? What about, a, what about if Cronk doesn't play, but I assume that he will, what about a Jake Friend? Zero chance. Yeah, Zero chance? No, but just in the middle, long enough, if he doesn't play, he's going to have to have the best game he's ever played. He'll play, he'll, he'll make 60 tackles, we know that, but I, I can't see it. Dan, can you? No. Uh, I'm just saying as a, a roughie, I mean... We're not I'm looking. What, what they, how do they win if Kronk doesn't play? They win through defence, right? Well, Kiri comes into it if. if he of course, play. Kiri comes yeah. into Cordner, it. But well, if Cordner's obviously been there on the big stage. Can I give the, you this marker, Jamie? Cordner the Clive into Cordner anytime try scorer into a Roosters win into under thirty-two and a half. What's that about twenty bucks, Dan? Joel, I'm glad you asked. Sixty-seven dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, beautifully he's just he's, he's just he's he's drawing <laughs> he's drawing you in he's drawing you in Sean um, no but in all uh, seriousness all jokes aside that that price isn't a joke that's Fenikim so get on um, the low total and tight game does bring the forwards yes. into it a great deal so there and there are some there are some big numbers your boy, your boy Cordner kind of springs to mind mm. a lot of tackles a lot of grunt work. Um, He's been best on before in Origins, I'm, I'm pretty sure. He scored, he scored big tries. We got him, we got him at Man of the Match game too. We did. We did. That's right, yeah. 15 yeah, bucks, yeah. I think. Yep. We got well, him, um, Cam Smith, right, has had, what, seven Man of the Matches in Origin. Has his form been that great? Do you see him as a worthy equal favourite for this award? There's nothing wrong with his form, obviously, mm. but has he been in Man of the Match winning form, gents, over the last uh, few weeks? Well, I, I think his standard's so high. 
And, and that's, 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 the, that's the point I'm that's, making. Yeah. He's the, if he's Michael Jordan, you have to have he has an to extraordinary have a 40, game. 20, two try assists, 50 tackles, you know, to just be his normal game. Mm. It has um, to be one of those games where you don't notice anyone else. Well, that's mm. the thing. And mine is, te- I'm, I'm all in on Teddy. I just think this potentially builds as one of the best games. I mean, he's played some great games this year, but this, if they had to win it, he would have to be even better. And then he outpoints Slater. So that, that battle of Slater being the favourite, the attention on him all week, if Tedesco can just outpoint him, mm. it, it may come down to that. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Would I he agree. be the best chance to get it in the losing team if it's one of those games? Uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, if it's if it's, if it's a one-point or two-point game either way, you'd think may, maybe a forward or like something. Like if he runs for 260 metres. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's certainly right. We've had too many of those, haven't we? Like, over 30 years, we've had three or something. Mm. Like, you just wouldn't see that. You don't agree with it? Oh, I, I just think we've had a lot in 30 years. I think it has to be like... An yeah, I'm just saying. Out just of the, you're right, Joel. It doesn't happen once every 10 years. It shouldn't happen once every 10 years. It should years. happen once every, what, 50 Like, it should be such an unbelievable mm. performance that... There should be no. Who was the last person to get it? Cherry Evans. Would well, you give you an idea? We had the Dally M's. In what grand final? M's. Thirteen. Roosters won twenty six eighteen. Sunny Bill had one of the great second halves. Oh, I think I was. That was, uh, there was, there was a prop. Sam Mower was unbelievable mm. in that mm. game, and then Bobby McCarthy said, "Oh, he only played forty six minutes." So they gave it to Cherry Evans. For context, Dan, we had the Dally M's and there was 200 games throughout the year or something. There weren't twenty players who got three points from losing teams. No, was there? Yeah. No. No, and, and I think after the Billy Slater fiasco, winning the Wally... Mm. Um, they'll get it right. Yeah, they, be, there's no way to... they'll do it again. Yeah. There is no way, unless it is the most unbelievable performance we've ever seen in a grand final in a losing team, there's no way they'd give it to a losing <laughs> player. Just on Teddy, though, we've, we, all, we all know it's, he's my man crush. Yes. But that $6 you can back him for the Clive, it, it's almost... Um, you can mount an argument that it's a better bet than just backing the Roosters to win. So if you do like the Roosters, if they are to win the game, he's got to be huge. Yeah. And I think, you know, he he might win that award 50% of the time for them if they've won the game. So mm. $6 becomes, you know, nice nice value. We, that My play's been along the lines that you, you take your storm bet, whatever that is, and then your saver bet is Teddy for the Clive. Yeah. If they win, he's got to be a massive chance, yeah. doesn't he? Um, a winger nor a centre has ever won the Clive. Uh, the most popular position, not surprisingly, a halfback. I think Jason Nightingale should have won it. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Who won it in your year? Darius. Yes. Had a fantastic year, but Jay scored two tries. Michael Robinson probably. Did he? He played pretty well. Yeah. No, he tries. shouldn't. He shouldn't because I, I was on Brent Kite that year. Oh, right. I had 26 oh, to 1, and I didn't know he was never man of the match ever in his life. And I had this theory that they kind of reward players that have big final series yeah. if they have a pretty good grand final. Yeah, That's yeah. one thing for Luis Cafusi might be a yeah, shot at $21. Uh, five fullbacks have won it, six locks, two second, uh, five second rowers, a couple of hookers and a couple of props. More so. locks than uh, fullbacks. Yeah, and only two five-eights. The last five-eight to win a Clive was Greg Inglis in 07. We haven't had a five-eight win it in 12 year, 11 yeah. years. And I think back to that point that your final series... Darius was outstanding. Yeah. Was our best player throughout the final series. Mm. So that probably goes off a lot of that. Um, who, who for the Roosters had the best final series? Teddy. Mm. I had a beer with one of those locks, uh, Clive Churchill medalists on Sunday night, uh, Jimmy Dimmick. They mm. had this pact that if they won the competition, they'd all shave their heads. He turned up to the final session with his head shaved. They said, Jimmy, we're supposed to do it after the game. He said, we'll be winning, boys. Got the Clive. 
Wow, Jimmy Dimmick, champion. I grew up a Canterbury fan, and I've watched that game over, and he was the best player. Jeez, I was dirty. Terry Land didn't get that award. Yeah. Remember, it was he supposed to be his last game? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, they did win off a forward pass. Uh, <laughs> first try. This is an interesting market. You can bet whether the first try will be scored before the eight-minute mark or after the eight-minute mark. This has a smell of after, doesn't it? Mm. First uh, eight minutes, two dollars forty-four. Eight minutes after, a dollar fifty-six, and. The Brian Fletcher Memorial Award, the last try scorer. <laughs> he tells the story now. It's, it's yeah. open. Yeah. The, the, the Roosters yeah. made a fortune yeah. of Fletcher. You know the story that um, they weren't allowed to score after that. Yeah. Was yeah. Oh, that the like grand final? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, he tells the story now, so it's open season. Josh is the favourite again um, at $8. Vunavalu, $9.50. Uh, that's about it. Daniel Tupo and Latrell Mitchell at $11. So it's similar yeah, to it's, it's first try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Mm. Final thoughts, gentlemen, uh, before this uh, game? I think the Melbourne Storm are specials for this reason. Um, 2005, Pat Richards was pretty much not going to play. He got cleared. He told the boys, and they felt unbeatable. They all knew they'd win the comp. Slater's got the same feel about it. Teddy, the, uh, the, uh, the backup saver play. But they are specials of Melbourne State. Okay, now we've been, for those who don't listen to the podcast, and thank you everyone who's been listening to the podcast all year, we circle the confidence bets. You're circling the Melbourne Storm, aren't you, Joe? Yes, yes. And Jamie, I think you're circling the Sydney Roosters, aren't you? Correct. Circling. Circling. Wow, confidence, boys. Yeah. What about you, Sean? No, no, no circles for me. My circles have, have been put to bed for the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for the game. Um, Storm in a real, real close one. I just think a bit too much class will get them over the line, but it's going to be a very tight game. And same with me. I'm more confident on the under than I am on the Storm or the Roosters. Yeah. So the under would be my bet for the uh, for the game. Boys, we've nailed a few hundred of one shots this year. Yes, what, I'd, what I'd like to do, so we're all tipping around four tries for this match. So it's almost like a Melbourne Cup picking the first four in a way. Right. I want us to all have a try scorer for a same game multi. Uh, Jay Manu. Manu, I'm going to go Tupo. I'll go Kafusi to fatten up the price. Right, eh? Let's and go. we're going to get we're going to get real fat here, Cordner. Wow. So Tupo. So, hold on. We've all picked Storm. Uh, you've all picked Storm, and you've got three Roosters try scorers, so they're scoring eighteen points. No, I have got Kafusi. Yeah, so it's eighteen six. <laughs> Who have you matter. got, Cordner? Yeah, he's got Cordner, Tupo, and I've got Manu. Tupo, Manu. What's wrong right. with you, blokes? Like, what's wrong with you, people? Just pumping up the price. Does, just, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm just saying, lads. It just doesn't. Did matter. we have same game multis, by the way? Did we go to the effort of doing one? No, I, I, I mean, the I got first half um, under 15 and a half was another little nugget. Oh yes, at two dollars. Um, I like the under and Roosters one to twelve at five twenty-five. Okay, that's a nice little yeah. nugget. And the other one I thought you might have looked at, Dan, is. Draw half time. Oh, yeah, that's like always my favourite bet. Draw half time. Roosters full fifteen dollars. <whistles> yeah. I uh, in two thousand three, I was sitting with a colleague, and we both didn't know it, but we had the same bet. Draw at half time. Nil all between Penrith and the Roosters, and I nudged him, and I said, "I think we got this." He said, "You effing idiot." Golden rule. Luke Rooney scores. <laughs> Bet half dead time. just before oh. halftime. Um, oh. Halftime leader has won 15 of the last 18 grand finals. The only losses um, were the Roosters to the Dogs in 04. Your Dragons beat the Roosters in 2010. Roosters led that 8-6, didn't they? 8-6. And the Broncos lost to the Cowboys in 2015. But halftime leaders always win outside of that. And just two... 
Two games have been tied at half-time since grand final started in 1954, mandatory. Not a single half-time draw since 1976. We're yeah. due, Sally. We're due. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> All right. Final thoughts from you, Sean? Yeah, storm on a 12. Just can't wait for the game. It's going All right. Great. All right, me too. It's going to be down and dirty, but uh, let's hope nice and tight. Can we raise the arms of Joel Kane, our champion tipster for the year? <laughs> I want us to raise the arms with our little one here. Tupo, Manu, Kafusi, Cordner, 500 to 1. <laughs> That's good, our good Vegas trip paid for if we get that up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching this, but uh, especially everyone who has listened week after week on the podcast. I think we're back next year, so we look forward to it. Enjoy the grand final and enjoy your off-season. Gamble responsibly.